Hey, it's Teresa, the host of You Can Tell Me Anything. That's the show you're listening to right now, or you're about to listen to. It hasn't started yet. But did you guys know you can rate and review the podcast, and it will help get the word out about the show? Well, you do now, because I just told you. Also, you can like me on Instagram at tellmeanythingpod, or send me love letters and hate mail and confessions to tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com. I also want to say thank you to the Patreon members. I will be posting exclusive content on the Patreon this month, so if you guys want to get in on that, you can join by visiting patreon.com slash tellmeanythingpod. And remember, you can always leave me a voicemail at 323-388-3521. Okay, enjoy the show. Bye. You can tell her, you can tell her anything. She's a real I'm Teresa Lee, and this is You Can Tell Me Anything, and I'm here with a very special guest. I'm super excited to have him on. Very funny comedian. Um, he's from he's from Texas, but he's in Los Angeles. He did Just for Last New Faces last last year. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm, and like, I'm from am Tennessee. I gonna, and oh, from Tennessee. I'm sorry. You're, They're not all one big. No, you thing. just said you were going. Okay. To, you went to Texas, so that's I, why I, I was in Texas. Yeah. And I just made the wrong connections. We came <laughs> back from the holidays. I'm sorry. They do both start with T's. He's from Tennessee, but he was recently in Texas. That's right. And now I'm talking to Teresa. Yes. Uh, please give it up for James Austin <laughs> Johnson, or uh, as many people call him, Jazz. Jazz. Josh. 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 Well, I just found this out Josh. that you like to be called Josh. Well, I like to be called whatever people want to call me. But you prefer but I Josh. would prefer Josh or Jaj or however, if you wrote those letters down, J-H-A, how do you say that? That's what I want to hear you say. Josh. Yeah. It's sort of, it's a piece of, I mean, honestly, I want my name to be a piece of sheet music. Oh. <clears throat> but sheet music is. And I want my name to be a song. I see. You know what I mean. So it's there are, are there's structure to it, but there is room for emotional Expression, interpretation. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Very good. Do you like being called that because there's a sense of familiarity? You think like um, the idea of like it's not just like like James is a great name, but you know it's a lot of people are named James, but then when people call you Josh, it's like oh they know me. There's already a oh, sense yeah. of like camaraderie. Do you I think? mean, you know what? I think when I started performing. I had always gone by Austin Johnson mm -hmm. my whole life. Um, my family calls me Austin and and stuff like that. But um, I like the name okay, but I like it with my other name too. And also just Austin Johnson. Um, that's a really fratty name to me. <laughs> it is it's a really fratty. fratty. You know what yeah. I mean? And I don't feel like a particularly fratty <laughs> fellow. Um, you are wearing a red hat. It I says am, make America great on it. It does not say make America great again. <laughs> I want to be clear. It does not say make America great again. Um, it, no, says it says Bubba Gump, Bubba Gump Shrimp. Yeah. And this was a present from my fiance's parents oh, over Christmas. Nice Thank you very much. Um, I've been nervous to even wear a regular red hat, just yeah. like a red hat that's just red, dude. My grandpa, I mean? was, um, my grandpa was in Taiwan, and I was just in Taiwan visiting him. He's very old and very Chinese, like doesn't speak English. And he was wearing a red hat. It was like a Ralph Lauren hat. Uh -huh. But like when I saw him from far away, I was like, is he wearing it? Like that's my first <laughs> because now I'm just so used to seeing that. It's like, what is he wearing? But it was just a Ralph Lauren hat. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's crazy that a whole hat can be a symbol of hate in yeah. 2017. You know what I mean? Like a whole color of mm -hmm. like a genre. That's like that should be a red baseball cap. Honestly, <laughs> you talk about your grandpa in Taiwan. Talk about my red hat. That should be. An essential of men's fashion, a right. red baseball cap. And it's effed up I know. that this guy in the White House is taking our GD red hat away from <laughs> men who don't even support, you know. Is that, that a stuff. thing everyone has? You know what I really love uh, in menswear is like What's that? a nice red tie. I feel like a I don't see tie. that a lot now. Like a power tie. I see it. I saw it a lot in, um, like I studied about it in France and that's like the fashion. That's like the men's fashion outfit, I guess. Like when you're at Fashion Week, like the guys. You wear a red tie in France. Yeah. Well, I guess they like the the bouncers there. They call them the red ties because they all Ooh. wear that. But it's a very like classic look. You wear like a black suit and then a red tie, and it's. I think it looks very nice. But I don't see it a lot now. You know who I see wear a red tie a lot? Who? President Trump. Oh, all right. That's who I see wear. I guess the red presidents ties. wear. I think politicians do that, but I don't see it a lot in like. I think we should bring it back to the the young we young fashion that's, masses. You, 
you understand what I'm saying. We got to take <laughs> away from this alt-right BS. We got to take some fashion back that's, you know, normative and good and bring everyone likes it. Yeah. <laughs> You'd look great in a red tie. I would look. You know, this is all because I want to wear a red tie. I think I should be able to wear You that. could go classic, you know, like a Diane Keaton style suit with yes. a red tie, you know, like an Annie Hall type suit. Yeah. I tried to buy a suit. At the same time. I had to go to a bunch of weddings this year, and I didn't want to have to mm. wear a new dress for everyone. So I looked for, like, a nice pantsuit that I could wear. Couldn't find a good one, and then I bailed and just bought, like, a jumpsuit, which oh, yeah. is what I ended up wearing. But That's I would dope. love to get, like, a nice... Because, you know, men, you can wear the same thing for every wedding, right? I would love to get Kinda. a nice, like, powered tuxedo lady jumpsuit, pantsuit thing. Wear it for all the weddings. Wear it every day. Wear it every day. Like, just, like, make it a... Like, make that your 2018 look. Mm-hmm. Of just like this beautiful, elegant suit that is just presence and commandingness. You know what I mean? If I wore the, I think I like people who wear the same thing every day, but I can't pull it off. But do you think, because I think I just start looking schlubby, but do you think if I wore like very, very fancy clothes, like a prom dress, but wore the same one every day, would it start feeling not fancy? <laughs> like, yeah, because it would like. Would... It would take on, you know, the starches and, and debris of regular life. Oh, I mean, life, I would wash you know? it, it would... but uh, but then it, would it just start looking like my norm? Like, I would not I never, know. I wouldn't look dressed up I think anymore. I would get used to it. Yeah, people you know would get I mean? used to my dressed up look. I think so. I think know? I see a lot of, like, uh, people who take boldress will sw- th- swing the other way and go to, like, sort of simple basics, but in their twists, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, Lady Gaga is a fashion icon, and she, you She's know. She's the did, best. She went really crazy with the meat dress. And like the penis heels, and then went came back the other way and just very very elegant, still fashionable, but now is like very now she's like singing Audrey Hepburn with, style. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. It's like she she got into she got into more classical, but it works because it's in contrast to. Yeah, she went. She used to need to really make a lot of statements, and now she's like embodying uh, her inspirations. Yes, you know what I mean. Um. Yeah. So this sort of okay. I guess I, we kind of got off on tangent, but I I think it's all very. Interesting. I think it's all relevant. It's all relevant because you know people are multi layered, and we're not always one thing, but we want to express ourselves in one way, um, at that time. But that's just one facet of who we are. So I think really like what we are is a bunch of secrets, right? We're walking we're around secrets. with a lot of secrets. Um. There's a oh here I want to start off with a quote from Albert Camus, author of The Stranger. A guilty conscience needs to confess. A work of art is a confession, which I like that quote. Um, but that sort of ties into we are all walking around with a lot of things, whether we feel guilty about them or not. There's just things that people don't know about us, right? Like stories, secrets, all these things that sometimes I think I want everyone to know everything about me. But you can't just like start off that way. You got to let people ask you. And therapy is expensive. So I think having conversations, having confessions is a way to connect to people. Have you ever had a confidant? Do you have a confidant? Someone you tell things to? Oh, normally? yeah. My fiance, Rebecca, has heard everything, including uh, about the time I, uh, um, well, I can't say that I murdered anybody on a podcast. <laughs> Let's I forget. I Can we edit that part out? Look, you can tell me anything, but I can't promise you that you won't get arrested. That's all. All right. But I will not judge you. That's okay. The law may have a different opinion. It's okay. I mean, I feel really comfortable talking to you here in this nice space, but also this is going to go out into the internet. It you is. Know, the permanent, the permanence of the internet. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm talking to you, but then I'm talking to, you know, the future as well. All of the future. Yeah. Maybe this will be dug up in thousands of years. I'm going to go. No, I don't think don't. I can do it. No, I, I really don't think I can. I think that I I don't think you murdered anyone because I feel like if someone I people who have anyone. murdered people you can't like a secret like that you can't yeah really keep without it affecting your life like oh, yeah. it comes out you it know it comes out I mean have you listened to Payne Lindsay's Up and Vanished I have not it's a podcast it's uh it's like cereal but it's like it's like the it's like the ninety nine cent store version oh, okay. of cereal um it's not <laughs> as tight it's not I as see. tightly made but um it's fascinating and the story is fascinating and the reporting is pretty good but it's a it's a murder story and uh-huh. i my i drove with my fiance who's now my fiance by the way i got engaged over oh congrats so, yeah i wasn't sure Christmas. if you were already 
engaged or not. No, I wasn't. And well, I remember I, you had a girlfriend, but then I was like, I don't know if this is new, so I didn't say anything. So yeah. Like, Congratulations. That's oh, great. Oh, thank you. Well, So you did the proposing, obviously. I, I did the proposing. Um, I got the ring. She's a very traditional gal. Um, but she's cool, all right? She's cool. So you had to get the Lay permission off. from she's the cool. parents? Yeah, I had to get I had to get permission from her parents. I didn't have to, but it was like you you, you Yeah, the to. nice thing to do. It's the nice, it's the good boy thing to do. You want when you're gonna when you're gonna take a man's daughter <laughs> you're ta- That's take a terrible her. way to put it. When you're going to take say to a man take her I know she's freedom. your daughter, but she's gonna come hang out with me and my PlayStation. You know, <laughs> no father really loves that moment. But you have to like you have to do it. You have to be like, hey, listen, I know that you're, you know, twice my age and really good at a lot of cool stuff and you make money and take care of your family. And I know that I am, I, I live streamed me building a, a Star Wars Lego set the other day. So that's what I did the other day. Was it the Millennium um, Falcon? No, it was the part, the scene in Return of the Jedi where Luke and Darth Vader are fighting and the Emperor the emperor's up there shoot lightning bolts going, yes, yes, give in to your fear. So I this... love it when he becomes a bad <laughs> Jedi. Do you like that character? I, mm, this great character. You think I should put that in my Saturday Night sh- Live audition? For sure, I think 100%. I think I'm going to have to write that one down. I think we should call Lauren Michaels and have you do it right now. Let's get Lauren down here. <laughs> we'll tell him we have a bunch of fancy red wine and we trap do. him and make him watch my bad... Uh, Emperor I think he'll book you just from the audio of that. But you ha- you have you do have to talk to the father and ask. But okay, so listen. So two years after, for for two years right after college, I dated this girl, my my college roommate's sister. She mm-hmm. came over to borrow a DVD. Then I dated her for two years. Wow. And um, then we broke up, and I was doing more stand up. I had been a Christian teen stand up comedian since I was about fourteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I've told the story a couple times because it's pretty weird background and people, if they hear one line of it, they're like, I got to hear the rest of that. So um, it's it's been often anthologized on other podcasts. So I don't need to tell you everything about being a teen Christian stand-up comedian. I've heard, par- I've heard, You've heard snippets some of, of it? it. Well, I, the, the, well, the, some of the stuff that we'll get to later, I think is tied Probably, into it. Probably, yeah. Tied into it. Um, yeah. But that's sort of the, uh, the background I come from. And um, the the more I got into stand up and making it into a more of a career, I had to I knew I had to come here, and um, I could go to New York or Los Angeles, and I chose Los Angeles one because I'd been to one semester of Christian film school, uh-huh. <laughs> and so I had been here before, and I knew about where I knew where Burbank was. You know what I mean? And you knew where the that cross that you see from the one hundred and one highway. Oh, the... That's the one I always see when I'm there. Yeah, the I, one like you're coming from Studio City area yeah. and then you see that cross. That's when I consider God the most is coming back from That's auditions. You, and oh, I really? See, I see those. No, I don't know. What religion did you grow up with? I actually was raised... Well, I wasn't raised religious, but I went to Christian school. Um, and like, you know, just because uh, I was in a bad area for a little bit. And so that was a better school. Mm-hmm. So uh, Christianity was always tied into education for me. Mm. And then I went to, and then high school, I went to Catholic school for one year, one year, also because there were budget cuts in the public school. Mm -hmm. So I got, I didn't get baptized, but I was like in that world. Um, But I was never very religious. But then my dad is actually born again, Christian. And my sister um, is Catholic now, but she did um, all that. I forget what the term is when you're an adult and you. Catechism? I don't know. Something. Catechism? Yeah, yeah, you do all in, that stuff. In Catholicism, you have to take some like Jedi classes yeah, you before you get school. to be full-on Christian, Yeah, Catholic but then you get person. your superpowers. And then you get your Catholic big old thumbs up, and you go, you can be Catholic now, baby. And then you can do all the sacraments. You can take Eucharist. You can mm-hmm. all that stuff. Protestant churches are like, just get in that grape juice and grab a wafer. Get 50. Get over here and join us. Catholics are like, you got it. We'd like it things. if you saw the, some of these seminars and read some of these books and yeah, like pump the brakes. She did that in college. Yeah. So it was pretty removed from me. I, I went to some church in college. Um, I think mostly Episcopalian. I like Episcopalian. One that was close to You went to, me. to some church. I went to yeah. like two church. I went to at least three church services a week. Wow. Twice on Sunday. More. There's morning church. 
and then you hang out and do whatever you and want. You hang. And then there's another night church. Why? <laughs> Why? I don't know. I guess it's a community <sighs> thing, I think. It is. It's mostly a social thing. But it's weird to be like, all right, so I got to cry every morning and then I got to cry, cry every, every church? night. Church, if you do church right, you cry. Wow. If I mean, because it's like, if you, are you, so do you hang out like, are you, do you hang out on the West Coast? Are you a very West Coast person? Um, I live here. You is, live here. Is that All what right, you mean? Cool. No, I mean, do you like? <laughs> do I hang? Do, do you I hang like, on the eat mushrooms oh, and oh, like okay. go wander out naked in the desert and look for your um, soul and then be sex positive and. And all the California weed and all the weed and the breweries and IPAs. Like the spiritual stuff? Some yeah, of that, yeah, for sure. I, since I moved to LA about two and a half years ago, I have uh, spent more than $50 on crystals. Okay, so. you got the crystals. That's like a good... <laughs> crystals is like Pokemon for me. It's it, like I get it because like if I showed... I you know if it's, it's like, like a collector cool, items. It's it. I was sober for you know a year, I mean. and that's the time that I bought the most crystals. It's so, a cool thing to like when you're sober, right? Yeah, it's like I need to spend money on something that yeah, is you do useless. So exactly, try showing your. I mean, if I if I showed my Pokemon crystal Game Boy Color cartridge, I've got like I'm trying to get all 252 on that cartridge. Uh huh. I'm only up to like 160, but that's still the most Pokemon I've ever collected on one old school Pokemon cartridge ever. And if I took that into some beautiful willowy witch in Silver Lake <laughs> and I said, look at how many of these Pokemans I've got, she wouldn't give a shit. But then if she got you know a piece of quartz that really speaks to her right. and showed it to me, I would be like, ugh. Call me when it's 160 when it's Pokemon. Pokemon on this crystal card. Call me when it can battle. That's so odd. Pokemon crystal. Crystals. crystals. Yeah, there you go. See, everything is connected. It is all connected. Well, speaking of, you're talking about church, and I think, um, I mean, community is one aspect, but I also think just some of it is morality and feeling good. And I know this podcast is about confessions, but confessions aren't all bad. So um, just like a quick segment is, what's something good you want to confess to? Maybe something you've done that, you never got credit for it. And, you know, people don't always like to brag, especially comedians don't, you know, we're more self-deprecating type of person. But this is your chance, and I demand you to confess something good that you've done that that you feel good about. I have to confess something good that I've done. You have to done. confess something that, or that makes you feel good that maybe you never got credit for, people don't know about. Right, Sometimes right, you right, just right, sort right, of right. put tip in a jar and the barista's not looking, and you're like, <laughs> well, I did that for me. Um... I am really proud of one little tag that I gave my friend uh, Finn Straley mm -hmm. because getting a tag suggestion from a friend on a joke of yours is like 99% not something you want to happen. <laughs> and then every once in a while someone suggests something and it's like, oh, I really like that. And yeah, yeah that sounds like more like me than I could have thought of, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm not saying that that's what this is for my buddy, but when I watch him do the joke, it makes me really happy to think of like, oh, yeah, that was like, I was watching him do the joke and then I had a line for uh, an idea for an ending or, or like a little tag thing for it. And I gave it to him. And so, yeah, when I see him do that joke, it makes me very proud. And it, yeah, it must be nice. Yeah. And, and it does well and he's happy about it. And Yeah, it's like, like it's, it's, communal. it's a joke about H&M. Mm -hmm. And speaking of the men's fashion discussion oh. that we've already had today. Um it felt good to, you know, give to to help to help burn H and M. You know what I mean? Excoriate them with satire. I'll have to go good. catch it next time. You know, is that a good one to confess? I could. I mean, that's I could good. also that, say you, that's something that works because it's not. You almost don't want to. That's not something you would want to brag about because it no. feels like you don't want. It's wanna, not my thing. It's yeah. his thing. But then it is because you feel good about it, and it makes him feel. So it's like a win-win. But then yeah. people don't want to like talk about it. Because so, on stage you don't sure. want to. I mean, people riff all the time and yeah. write together, and I think that's yeah, there's part no of it. there's no suitable way to uh, to credit someone for something like that other than to just do their joke and have them get to see it work, and then they feel proud. Yeah, yeah, you don't get paid a lot of comedy, so like getting paid in um, good vibes, good vibes is is <laughs> dope. Oh yeah, um, and also I did give my nephew. Uh, fake dog crap, his first fake <laughs> dog crap. Um, 
this Christmas. He's he's twenty six years old. He's twenty six years old, and uh, you really tickled me there. He's twenty six years old, and he's a great guy. He's a great guy, um, and uh, he loves the fake dog crap. Are you trying to instill like a sense of humor? Um, yeah, him? I am. You know, because uh, I, I, I mean, you know, we hooked him up with the whoopee cushion. The whoopee cushion was a big hit. I mean, as it should be, and um, the point of play should be fun and it should be to explore complex ideas and so you know getting to think about what shit is what (laughs) is shit can i touch shit does shit what what does it represent to others when i when i pick up this shit and i put it where they were seated after they've gone up to get more tea they come back and they say shit there what does that mean to them what does that mean to me what does what it means to them mean to me? You made him write an essay before you gave it to him. I did make I did make him write <laughs> an essay. This. It's so weird that you know all these details. <laughs> I guess I do I do a lot of Instagram stories. You follow me mm-hmm. on Instagram. I do. Right? Okay. Did did you ever get a like um did you have like a comedy benefactor when you were a kid? Like, you know, like a were you, was your were your parents funny? Sort of got you into humor like playing pranks and that sort of thing? Oh, wow. I mean, if I the earliest mentor i had in comedy was probably a trailer for the mask that might have run too much on basic cable i like the mask Um, because i do remember one time i I got my parents together and it was very late at night before my bedtime and i took off my shirt and i put on this white blazer that i had from like an easter suit or something Mm -hmm. so i'm like shirtless white blazer i'm like (laughs) seven six seven they make white blazers for seven-year-olds Oh, yeah. You got to look fly for, like, Easter. You got to be, like, pastels. Oh, yeah. Like, I guess that's you know right. I mean? They do, yeah, little yeah. Easter It's kids. part. It's part of a suit. It's it, it's part of a suit. It's not like a... I'm just thinking, like, Bruno Mars. Like You think I've just got a cool white jacket <laughs> like cool laying around with, like, a black moves. V-neck? I'm not... No, I'm, I wasn't a cocaine dealer as a child <laughs> in Oklahoma. Well, you missed out. It would have been a really cool kid if I sold cocaine <laughs> as a kid in Oklahoma. You probably sell so much cocaine. As, like, think about how much oh, yeah. Girl Scouts can sell just because they're kids just because they're kids yeah why why aren't there more child (laughs) cocaine dealers (sighs) alexa take a note why aren't there more child cocaine dealers got an app idea kid cocaine dealer Um, i hope someone is is listening to this podcast through their alexa connected to their speakers and then it stops because alexa was like excuse me what did you say? What did you say? You want there to be more kid cocaine dealers? And then Child Protective Services appears at your house. They have no child to pick up. They're just worried. But it's about... more problematic that there is no child. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... Alexa, turn volume up. I want to see if that worked. <laughs> write into Teresa and me if, if that worked. Yeah, please write to Esther. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I was telling you about this white blazer that I wore. And I performed. That was probably my first stand-up set was sort of doing my weird little kids version of whatever I saw in the trailer for The Mask. That's great. But, you know, shirtless and, and, and a I'm not Jim Carrey in a white blazer, and it's very late at night and I should be in bed. So that's um, that's sort of, you know, that's where comedy began for me, I would say. Um, but when I – so I grew up, in all seriousness, I grew up extremely Christian, extremely mm-hmm. Christian. Um and I didn't have access to a lot of stuff with comedy. My dad liked uh, Bill Cosby a lot. So I heard some Bill Cosby. It didn't really grab me as a kid because Bill Cosby is very much like, I'm an adult looking back on my interesting life mm-hmm. in the past. And I can't understand an adult's point of view. Like MASH and Seinfeld would be on. And I'd be like, this is incomprehensible. I don't understand anyone's motivations or problems. Right. Those are very adult shows. They are. MASH. and In MASH, they're just trying to get in each other's pants, frankly, on MASH. Have you ever watched MASH? I, did, I haven't watched MASH. I've watched Seinfeld, but I relate to that. Seinfeld, they're all also trying to get in each other's pants the whole time. It's I very adult. I relate to that because I used to write these. Um, I used to want to be like a pop star, and I'd write these like lyrics, like pop lyrics, and I was just I, imitating what I heard, right? So it'd be like a lot of sort of like love lorn, that sort of thing, but I yeah. had no experience. So... Looking back on the lyrics, there was a lot of adult things that I mm. had no idea what they were. You know, it'd be just, or just like talking about heartbreak, or talking about like wanting someone, or like uh-huh. I want your body, uh-huh. I need you, like oh, things yeah. like that. And 
and I had no idea what I was talking about, but yeah, cravings. Yeah, it's weird. You cravings. sort of like imitate what you hear. <laughs> you do because we're, well, children are sponges and they just repeat things. Yeah. There was a commercial that I would repeat. This was another one of my first like bits because I would like do it over. If you do something over and over, that qualifies as a bit. Yeah. I think. If you're trying to make someone laugh and you keep repeating this same dumb thing to as many different people as possible, you really want to be a comedian because mm-hmm. that's what comedy is. I would memorize this infomercial for this for this plastic, you know, fucking mom's tackle box. It's like a tackle box for mom. You know, have you ever been fishing? A I tackle box, a big plastic what, yes. crate full of all your tackle, your baits. Your worms. And your, well, I mean, there's like a maybe a thing of crickets or worms or something. But I'm talking about the shiny little pokemons that you put at the end of your hook i've never gone fishing. you don't know what i'm talking about i mean i think i've seen it on cartoons like you know okay you've seen it sunday morning yeah. cartoons yeah. that have fishing in them do they I don't know. all right yeah okay so when you get your fishing rod you get the the line down and you have a you have a lure uh-huh. you have shiny crap that's also a pokemon right? you have You're... well i mean there's probably a lure themed pokemon um oh no that's the thing you use in pokemon a lure. Uh, you you use a pokeball in Pokemon. Don't they have lures in Pokemon? There are, I think there is a lure ball. Okay. There is a ball. It that attracts you can, the Pokemon. That you could, yeah, exactly. Um, but. Um, so you have your lure. So you have you have the hook, you have the wire, and then you have to put some like, some bling, uh-huh. like some little, or a little action figure of a squid or something that distracts the fish you're trying to catch. They want to see a little creature they could eat. They want to see a little treat. You know, like a like a you know, for a human, it would be like uh, the pie tower at a diner, like a uh, you know a oh, yes. beautifully lit pie tower, and you see all the rotating slices of pie. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the trying displays. to do that to these fucking fish in the fucking pond with a little tackle, so you get a little action figure okay. of a of like a little alligator. So it's something that something that looks tasty to a fish. <laughs> they come up to it. You might also have. An an like a dead animal bait thing, like a chunk of cricket or a chunk of like a last meal of a worm. Yeah, you're basically just playing these mind games to get a fish to jump onto it. And they so you know then they snatch it and you get your fish and you clean it. But different fish like different tackles, so you have this big crate full of all your different little fishing toys. Uh-huh. Okay, so it was a commercial okay. for one of these big plastic crate things, except it like rolled out. And it rolled back up into like a thing, whatever. So I memorized this long infomercial describing this strange contraption. And I would just stop my dad and be like, it rolls up and rolls out and displays everything at your fingertips. And now for only $19.99, like I just would repeat this in someone's face. And it was like a three or four minute long thing. But it just came on during cartoons. I I can picture it. it. So it wasn't even a comedic one. You just did it as... I just performed it straight. That's like, almost I, like a yeah. level of comedy because you, it's not you're not repeating it because the commercial's funny, but you realize it's funny to repeat something that's not yeah. funny. Yeah, to hear to hear a manic child <laughs> relate a piece of you know commercial crap to you, I think is it, that qualifies as an interesting experience, right? It does. So you know, I think that's th- those were the seeds of comedy for me. Repeating awful commercials to my family. I don't think I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But I felt good doing it, and I think that's the way you should approach everything. That's true, including the presidency. And oh, yep. <laughs> well, speaking of um, secrets and uh, not knowing things, is there anything that you've never told anyone? Since this is all about confessing and getting things off your chest, that a story or something you've never told that you'd like to tell me? Um. Yeah, I could tell the story of my. Uh, Barack Obama tattoo. I would love. Oh, there's a presidency tie-in. Wow, there's so many yeah. themes, themes on this spot. Oh yeah, I would love to hear about your Barack Obama tattoo. Well, I mean, it is a President Trump tattoo in a way, <laughs> and it's uh, my grandfather tattoo in a way as well. Um, but it's um, it's kind of that thing of where you take one. I guess I did it with the commercial as a kid. You take one recognizable symbol. Mm-hmm. and you can apply a lot of meanings to it. And so that's that's what I think a tattoo should be. Tattoo should be something simply represented that could probably have a lot of different meanings, personal meanings to you. It should have a layered personal meaning to you or else it's just uh, you're painting something very absurd on your flesh. And you know what? There's a place for that. Actually, 
that's probably the best kind of tattoo to have if it's just purely absurd. I think the first one you get should be meaningful, but I think if you get a lot, some of them don't have to be. Yeah. Like I have one that's just California outline or California's outline and I got it because it was $13. Um, that's dope. <laughs> and so it was a fun story and it was also like, $13, of course I'll get a tattoo. I was living in New York too. I don't think I would get Whoa. a California tattoo in California. Whoa. That's, like, that's crazy. But in New York, I missed home and they had it in this book and it was for Friday the 13th. But there was a 13 in it and I was like, can you do it without? And they were very strict about modifications, but I was like, no modifications. You're just doing less work. And so the guy agreed. So, nice. Yeah. So, but that one doesn't really mean anything besides, no, I it's guess tight though. I'm from California. But yeah, that's tight. Where are you from in California again? Uh, Palo Alto, Bay Palo Area. Palo Alto, tight. Oh, yeah. See, that's what I was talking about earlier. I was about to say, are you Bay Area uh, person? Can you tell? A little bit. People ask me that. I don't know. I don't know. I like, I love going up to the Bay. That's like, I, I love just like booking a show and just yeah. going up there for like one night. I, I just love, I love lots of the different areas up there. So it's I've just nice. been thinking about it. I don't know what the Bay, like what, we bay people are like i think we're just chill just chill as fuck man but i'm a little manic too i think it's like this sort of like hyper like there's a little bit of like this like sort of hyphy yeah hyphy hyphy but it's also very like um i I don't know if this is a good or bad thing but it's a super like uh educated area and so there's a lot of like in i say intelligent not in the sense of like i'm smart but in the sense of like people like to have very like sort of like heady conversations so it there's is, that sense it's a little bit of an eye yeah. roll and it's an eye roll it's a lot of like getting high and then talking about the universe the more north you get it gets more of an eye roll <laughs> right. for me because mm-hmm. i'm from middle tennessee and it's just that's like what my preset is yeah and then my the only other place that i lived three to eight i was in oklahoma so i've lived in somewhat big ish cities in um the south southwest midwest area that stuff so so what so tell me more about this tattoo so you got this tattoo i got this tattoo because of facebook arguments with like with conservatives basically like my family and by the way these weren't arguments that took place on facebook these were arguments because of stuff said on facebook oh in real so life. like you know the whole election chaos that happened um everyone was i i i have I'm I'm very like left wing and stuff and very much like this living this West Coast life now, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I come from a very conservative Republican thing. I come from uh you know Protestant Christianity. Um it's 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 you know it's not as diverse economically or racially or thoughts. Ideas aren't diverse. There's mm-hmm. like very limited set of ideas and ideals to choose from back where I'm from. So when this election stuff was going on and a really strange evil man was like winning all of the Christians' hearts, that made me feel really weird as Mm -hmm. like a, you know, hippy-dippy who's informed by Christianity. Like that's kind of like where I'm at with that stuff is I'm I'm kind of an agnostic who likes Christianity a lot and had to leave it because it drove me nuts. Right. So I had to leave it. And now I kind of just like it as an idea and I'm trying to like reapproach it or I don't know. I'm just taking stock of all that stuff in my life. Have you been to church out in LA? Uh it's it there's there's a lot of like church to go to out here. There's a lot of like cool church and I'm not really ready to do <laughs> cool church where they have like cold brew and like oh, yeah. hot people. Yeah, I'm not into it yet. I mean, I need to go, but like <laughs> I'm not into it. I had to just take a break from all that stuff because I right. just don't know if I'm into it. Honestly, yeah. it's weird, but it's my whole family's thing. It's my whole family's like business. Like my, you asked like what the men in my family did or what the people in my family did. My, my grandfather was one of the guys who ran the Church of the Nazarene, which is the denomination that I'm from. He's one of the guys that ran it for wow. a number of years. The other grandfather, um, was a president of a Nazarene college, the one that I went to. Um, and um, so that was like what everyone, that we went to the same church all the time and that's our whole family's community. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's been really good for my family and been really good to my family. But um, um, 
yeah, I, I think after a while it just kind of drove me nuts and I got tired of, I, I couldn't see it for what it was and I just had to leave. Well, I'm sure it gets tied up it's with weird. a lot of personal and like, like mm-hmm. human error gets mixed in when there's so much time spent around it. Yeah. You know, there's like the values of the church, but I'm sure like, like yeah. I, I'm just imagining my family went before anybody was religious that we got in fights. So if you throw religion on top, it probably gets mixed in with the personal arguments and everything. Oh yeah. I mean, when your whole life is, is one, you know, what happens in one denomination of a church, it's like you have to adopt the mainstream opinion of anything and not make any waves. You can't really have a personal opinion that exists outside of the expectations of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just knew I thought differently and I had different beliefs and stuff. I just did. And, and it was informed because of my religion. It was like, no, I, I don't agree with uh, shaming gay people, for example, or queer mm-hmm. people at all. Like, I, I don't think that that is a Jesus-y thing to do. So that was a thing that was one of the first, like, holes in the dam for me with mm-hmm. Christianity. Like, my, when my uncle was outed to me, uh, very late in my life when I was like 16, he'd been with the same man since the 80s and I didn't know. I had said all these homophobic things around him because I was just like a dumb little kid. Right. You know, trying out Call of Duty language, you know. Uh-huh. Because like, that's what you were sort of grew up what, around. That's what you grow up around. And then I felt so bad thinking I'd been so insensitive to my uncle. So I was like 16 and starting to form a conscience. You know, that was one of those things that that fucked with me because I was like, this just isn't Jesus-y to treat people like this, to to stand in the way of people having love. Made no sense with the Christianity that I knew. So so he was your, so did your family that's know and they just were sort of like, like yeah, they just didn't want to, yeah, because you just don't want to make waves. I you see. just don't want to deal with anything difficult, which I get. And especially with kids and relatives and all that stuff, it's really hard to, it's just hard in that Christianity life to know when to tell, you know, a kid that their uncle is is a gay dude. He's a cool dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, sh- I, but I'm glad that I found out, and now I get to hang out. Now I get to just Seems drive like to Atlanta and hang out with Tell the truth all the time. That could work too. But that's what I'm doing now as a stand-up. <laughs> I'm just like, let's talk about this. Trump fucking sucks. Uh-huh. Like, like I. That's what I did on Facebook. And it pissed off my my most like Republican leaning family members. So what it happened really to people? Con- did they sit you down and talk to you about they it? They didn't sit me down. They you know sent a lot of text, angry text messages and messages, and you know, in it took me a while to realize. Well, I mean, so okay. So one of the things of me trying to like make sense to my brother who had voted Trump. I was trying to be like, he's a racist. Christians can't be voting for plainly racist people. It's so mm-hmm. against our whole thing. Like you can't you can't hang with the KKK guy. And he was like, name one thing that he did that was actually racist. And I, I had been reading about it so much that I was like, okay, well, after he borrowed a million dollars from his dad, he made a company and then wouldn't rent to black people. So there's one. All right, what else? Birtherism. Okay, so he's only a political thing because Fox News gave him a platform to claim that the president with a scary name to him could only be a foreigner. You know what I mean? Right. Like he, the birtherism thing is just so plainly just racist, racist, and that's what made him a figure. And so I was like, all right, that's number two. Like I just like kept naming all the things I could think of. And then he was like, all right, well, besides <sighs> – the renting to black people thing and besides the birtherism thing and besides like he oh had to God. he had to say besides like 32 <laughs> times and i was like we just can't like it would just lead to these long pointless discussions but i found that when i actually was talking to my brother and we weren't sniping at each other and i was just explaining stuff he was like receptive to it and he wanted to hear what people like me thought of trump and what mm-hmm. like he wanted to hear me out and I think I infor- I helped inform him to some stuff that I find personally very troubling. Um, and it's weird that Facebook just obscured all that because Facebook is just is just lobbing grenades over a castle wall. Right. It's not actually negotiating peace talks. It's all clickbait. Like everything, everybody, <sighs> we're like like baiting, I guess. Yeah. You know, I mean, I left Facebook 
for all of last year because of all these arguments with my family and it just would make it was just like oh shit they're winning like i am just poisoning my relationship with my family members like it it's okay for me to be a fucking liberal commie son of a bitch that's <laughs> fine i can do that i don't have to like hate my family members we don't right. certainly don't need to argue all the time yeah especially if it's pointless then we're just hating each other and then hate wins and that sucks that's what i hate is hate that's true <laughs> you know what i mean so um it was it's it, it's always been weird to know how to have an influence in that weird christian world that doesn't seem to want to do the christian work you know what i mean so instead of um I don't know, instead of hating my grandfather who voted for Trump, and I remember one time I posted some jokey post about Trump, and then he, like, texted me, and he was just like, well, you know, uh, I wish you would respect the office of the president or something like that. He was he was really upset that I would say something that would besmirch his I wish he would choice. respect. I wish the president would respect <laughs> the would. office of the president. Well, I mean, instead of, like, launching back into another right, comeback— right. I asked my friend to tattoo Barack Obama on my leg. Like he's he's Is a, it his face? It's his face. It's it's his face from this GQ cover portrait. And um he kind of looks like he's in Kiss cuz it's like a <laughs> it's like a minimalist outline cartoonish type thing. Uh -huh. It's very realistic and beautiful. Um but uh, if you look at it with a certain perspective, he looks like he's in Kiss, but it's not. He's not <laughs> supposed to be in Kiss, and the it's it's a good it's a good tattoo. Let me tell you. Is that something that you thought, or has someone been like, he looks like he's in Kiss? Someone told me that after <laughs> I got funny. it, and then I was like, all right, thanks, get out of my life, <laughs> asshole. But um, no, like uh, uh, I got the tattoo because Obama was still president, and this other I forgot to tell you about this other instance that happened with my family, like when. When I first voted for Barack Obama, um, it, I was like 18. Mm -hmm. It was the first president I was ever voting for. And I was so excited to vote for him because it was the first time that I had kind of realized, oh, I'm not a conservative Republican. I think, you know, different. I just think differently. I think other people exist. <laughs> That's what led me away from. But yeah, I remember we were at like Thanksgiving or something and everyone was talking about the election. And I was like, I voted for Barack Obama. And it was just silence. And that made no sense to me. And I felt so lonely. It was awful. Yeah. I don't know I how know. to describe it. I mean, you're from the Bay. So you like, you've, you, I don't know if you've had anything like this experience. It's like when I tell my mom, I didn't get an A on my test. <laughs> I mean, that is also <laughs> awful, but I mean, Oh man, like getting a C would be better than feeling like, oh shit, I may not be going to motherfucking heaven. <laughs> I think differently from everyone at this table of people going to heaven. I mean, Asian I version of that is go. we're not going to go to Harvard, so. Harvard is heaven. <laughs> Harvard is heaven. Now I'm just in hell, LA. No, I'm just kidding. Hell, hell baby. Hell it's hot over here. That does sound, it's like bombing, but to the people that you love the most. It's like bombing to the people. And then after you bombed, it's like, oh shit, he is one of those. You know what I mean? Like if you watch Fox News every day, all the time, 24 seven, like my grandfather does, you, you will think people like me are the, are your worst nightmare. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. the, like you remember how everyone was screaming about, like, Antifa with the black hoods? Right. These Antifas <laughs> with the black hoods are everywhere. And Joker is going to rob the vault, <laughs> and he's using the Antifa oh as a distraction. You know what I mean? Like, this, okay, calm but down. You we're, were just watching, wearing you were watching all that and in that same world. So yeah. was there, did you feel like somebody, somebody in your family must sort of, like, you know, would you felt like you could get through to them? Like th that they, someone surely must through. feel the same way as you if you've had the same background and you think these things, maybe somebody else is questioning. I mean, I have since met pe more people like me mm -hmm. that came from my shit. Like, uh, there's a great girl from the Nazarene world in the improv scene out here named Allie Beardsley, who's oh, like, okay. Sounds familiar. my dude, she's my <laughs> motherfucking dude. She's so good. Um, she's really funny. And she kind of gets, like, the weird thing that we both come from. Yeah. But um, this was before you went to college, too, right? So you sort of came to 
this realization on your own? Or were you in college? This, this was, no, this was like slowly building up. But like, so Barack Obama was the first president I voted for. And, you know, he's still, you know, he's he still is a president. So he uh-huh. doesn't meet every expectation. We're still in Afghanistan and right. shit. You know, s- stuff could have been better. I agree with you there. But I still was proud to vote for the first black president. And coming from such a conservative background, I knew that my grandfather, you know, as much as he loves Republican, you know, life, he, a lot, a huge part of that is hating tattoos and piercings, like a big anti-hippie sentiment. Right. Hating long hair and men with ponytails. (laughs) Oh God. Tattoos and piercings. Uh Uh-huh. And being disgusted with like the LGBT community because that sort of like is like a thing that came with the sexual revolution for them. Like that was like, that's too mind blowing for them. They mm-hmm. can't, they just like fritz out. Like they can't handle that. Oh man. It's so hard just being like, you know, it's okay for someone to be different, have long hair and piercings right. and be different from you. It's fine. You know, it's okay. <laughs> piercings don't mean anything. It's fine. They're not taking away They're not, from you. Yeah. Nothing had nothing to do with it, but they hate piercings <laughs> and tattoos. So that's a, yeah. I thought instead of like, firing back some acid over text about Trump that I could just get a tattoo of the black president who I voted for, who I liked. And underneath it says, I love my black president. Cause I love my, I love my black president. I got it while he was still president. Trump hadn't been inaugurated yet. I was like, this is my, this is, this is something that's important to me. And I am not just going to be, I'm not, you know, I'm not just going to roll over and stuff. And I'm going to be firm with my family, firm with my beliefs and stand up for stuff that I believe is right. Even if it makes me not live up to this magical Christian ideal that, you know, would that I could be. That's their, their ideal. Their ideal. Would that I could be. necessarily the Christian ideal. So, you know, now when I start thinking about how awful it is that. Oh my God, that Trump is the guy and the Christians liked it. I just touch the Barack on my leg and I just go, hey, buddy, I'm not going to yell at somebody. I'm going to be a bigger man. You know, I'm going to be gracious and have mercy and grace. And so that's what, so it's a tribute to my grandfather and a tribute to my black president. That's really sweet. Yeah. Did you tell, did your grandfather know? Have you told him or shown him? I haven't told him or shown him because I don't want to be mean. Right. It would be mean to do it that. Be... It would be a fuck you. And it's, anyone it's in your not family... men as a fuck you. No. So I don't want to expose it to him. Or has anyone in your family seen it? I think my family knows about it. I don't think we're going to talk about it much. And that's fine with me because mm-hmm. I like it and I'm just going to leave it there. And, um, you know, I don't know. It you know it's really gonna suck if like in five years we find out he's got like a bunch of John Wayne Gacy style bodies in his basement or something like that like that would suck because then it would be like shit this Obama? is a tattoo of the murderer Obama oh. but um you know till that day it's pretty cool because I still think he's a great guy and speaking of men's fashion I mean is was there a what name a president who wears the hell out of a suit like that oh you know yeah what I'm talking about. He's got great fashion. I thought you were going to say men's fashion, a tattoo is the biggest fashion statement. I mean, it's a piece of clothing <laughs> that you never take off. That's the true. tattoo. You know, I take, I, I, if, you know, on, on my, on my marriage night, when a woman sees me naked for the first time, um, <laughs> that will be a special gift to give her of like, you don't just get this beautiful face, you get this beautiful face as well. And then I point to... Your leg. To bury on my leg. And I go, hey, so buddy. Nice. Do you have other tattoos? Was, um, that was your I first want tattoo? To get my, I want to get a tattoo of... I've thought about getting another tattoo that represents another family member of mine. Um, but I don't know. I mostly, you know, I had I had wanted to get a tattoo and it had to have a lot of importance. So, right. you know, getting to vote first for Barack and then going into this awful Trump presidency, I wanted Barack to still be... My president. Be so. with you, yeah. Yeah, I wanted Barack to still be with me, so, so that's why I got Barack. So it, it would have to be somebody who measures up to that. So you know, maybe Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid, the video game series Metal Gear Solid. That's a thought. I might want to get a tattoo of Solid Snake. Um, you know, 
Um, what do you think I should get a tattoo? What do you think my next tattoo oh, should be? I don't know. I don't even know Solid Snake, so I feel like Solid our snake. references are probably very different. He's got a bandana, and he's like a snake with a bandana. A Where does it go? No, he's not. That's his code name. <laughs> That's his code <laughs> I'm name. I'm imagining like a little snake with a cute little red bandana. <laughs> I would love like, to get. Hello. Yeah, that would be a cool, just like a cute snake. A cute snake. I could get a cute snake. Where should I get a cute snake? Hmm. My neck. No. That feels like a gang thing. Yeah, that'd be more. I couldn't get it on your I arm. Temp at an office. On your ribs. Day. I'm about to get a rib, rib tattoo. Rib tattoo. Mm-hmm. What up? I'm gonna get plum blossoms. They're like the Chinese world paintings. Yeah. I'm getting watercolor. Awesome. It, yeah, the plum blossoms in um, Chinese are like a sign of like resilience because they last through the winter. Oh, okay. But this one really is more an aesthetic one because I've I've done like meaning ones and then now I kind of just want a nice, you nice general, that's, like, good feeling. Yeah. Well, I highly recommend getting a tattoo of whoever is president oh, currently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think that that's what you should do. throw that in there. <laughs> if you could get, because like there's a lot of ways that you could incorporate the design of that blossom. Yeah, just add, make it orange. Make it orange. You could incorporate some swastika draw elements into it. it. You could draw a wall around it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I really love this tattoo story. Because I think it's such a bold statement. Yeah. Have you ever, I mean, besides obviously telling me, but is this something that you talk about? Um, Not really. Or sort of just like a thing for you? I don't know. Because I think like, it's like a weird, it's kind of a weird thing. And when I have told people, they'd be like, really? You've got a tattoo of Barack Obama on your tattoo? Well, because it feels leg? like such a, like, it's a funny idea. But then. I'm not trying sh- to be funny. With it. It. No, I, I know. It's a very meaningful thing. I but think, it's so, so I bold. I do worry that someone would look at it and be like, is that a fucking joke and then i'd be like not at all <laughs> like I, I would be like will you please sit down and hear a semi-emotional autobiographical story <laughs> it'll take about 35 minutes um i don't know uh i think i don't know this that that tattoo is serious i kind of think tattoos should be a little serious but i don't know so it's not something you've really been or you've had to confront anyone or talk Talk yeah, I don't really talk about it a whole lot because I think because of how personal it is. Mm-hmm. But like definitely when I got back together with my girlfriend, who's now my fiance, which will be a wife at one point. <laughs> Maybe um, when this we'll podcast comes out. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes. We're going to get married right no, after. No, it'll come Shit, out before that. Get... Okay. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it'll uh, come out no. earlier. <laughs> yeah, it'll come out earlier than that. Um, she's seen it. And that was a fun thing to like reveal to her because it wasn't. There. Did you tell her about it before she saw it, or I think or you I were already did. dating when you got we it. We dated after college, and then we broke up, and I moved to California, and I did comedy and dated other people, and she did not do comedy and dated other people, um, and then she came to L.A. to see a Dolly Parton concert at the Hollywood Bowl, and then I saw her on Instagram that night, and I texted her. And we got beers, and then we got back together, and we're together for, we've been together over a year, and now we're engaged. So that's the story of me and her. And uh, so you've never, so she's the only person so she had seen, you seen, haven't, you weren't dating other people. Like there, I was gonna ask, like, what's that like? Do you have to explain before, uh, like that you have the tattoo? But if she's the only person who you've dated since you've had the tattoo, she, right? she was, I think so. So you I think you so. only had to explain it to one person. Gosh, yeah, I maybe. Think so. Uh-oh. Yeah. Are we exposing more secrets? No. no, no. <laughs> You're no, like, there were some breaks in between. Uh, other people have seen the tattoo. I wonder who all has seen the tattoo. Well, I'll tell you what. There is this wardrobe at, you know, a freaking Skittles commercial. They're seeing the tattoo. <laughs> okay. I got a made-for-internet Skittles commercial, man, and they saw that tattoo. When I did this show called Future Man on Hulu, yes. I played Ed Begley Jr.'s character. Um, and they were fitting me there for in these like '80s clothes for mm-hmm. 1980s Ed Begley Jr. to be at this party scene, and they saw my tattoo, and they got like pictures with it. It was like wow, like it is my thigh. It's not a fucking <laughs> photo booth at somebody's <laughs> wedding. Back off! You got to wrap it up at some point. Wrap up the photo sesh, <laughs> Annie Leibovitz. Did they react? You didn't. You just, they just saw it and were like, "Can we take a picture with it?" Yeah, I mean, they saw, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is that pulls in different people. 
but it's definitely eye-catching. Well, it's a conversation starter for sure. I it's think a I conversation would, if I saw starter. that and I didn't know anything about somebody, I would definitely ask about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's rude to ask about tattoos because people so. choose to put that there. Yeah. If you're expo- if you're exposing it, you're you got to be ready to explain it. Ooh. Bumper sticker idea. There you go. Write it down. That, that well, was almost poetic. I, I was thinking that's true, but then I was like, but then you can't, that doesn't apply to like handicaps. You can't really just ask about people's handicaps. <laughs> of course not. So I think, but it's different because you choose. I think if you choose to put on your body and it's showing, you yeah. shouldn't be mad if someone asks you about it. Yeah. It's a choice thing. But then yeah. you're not supposed to ask, choice. like, if someone has an eye patch, you can't be like, what's up with your eye? Yeah, exactly. So, hello, Mr. Eye Patch. <laughs> Why don't you give? Why don't you tell us a story of the wild seas? But sometimes I feel like not saying anything is also. Weird. I don't. I mean, obviously, like the polite thing to do is not say anything. But I have a heart surgery, or I had heart surgery, and I have a scar. And when I was a kid, people asked me about it all the time really? because kids don't have a filter, so they'd be yeah, like, "What's that? Why do you have a scar?" Kids are filterless, like Lucky Strikes. <laughs> we should get kids to sell the Lucky Strikes. We should cocaine and Lucky yeah. Strikes. I think. This is a bright future. A, yeah, I'm changing this to an entrepreneur podcast. Um, but adults don't ask me about the scar, and I almost forgot I had it for a while until like recently someone asked me about it, who was a good friend, who was like, uh-huh. oh, I never, like, I never asked you what happened. And then it made me realize, oh, the, I haven't heard about this for years because adults just know not to ask about it. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But they th- yeah. probably noticed it because my friend had noticed it and just never said anything. Wow. So... Yeah, and sometimes it's weird when people don't say. Um, oh yeah, the tattoo was done by Emily Effler. Oh okay. Oh yeah. Who you might I have encountered her. before, but I just want to give a quick shout out to her and her. Um, I can't remember where her station is, but definitely look her up on her Instagram, and you can find out how to get hooked up with one of her dope tattoos. Yeah, I really she's like done, her. Art she's style. done a lot of cool tattoos. She did um, a Bernie one for Brody. For Brody, yeah, mm-hmm. she did Brody's Bernie. Yeah, Brody was getting a Bernie around the same time I got my okay. Barack, so it's like. <laughs> that's like tight i think that's tight as hell. tattoo bros tattoo bros yeah um well is there anything else you want to add to that story or wrap um conclu- final thoughts i just you know it's um it's important that uh you stay in school and that you don't <laughs> do drugs except dr- the good drugs like mushrooms yeah mushrooms and, and uh, cocaine no not cocaine <laughs> nothing that's been refined so i from should put this away cent- yeah. from a honestly kids stay away from cocaine it <laughs> it makes your heart beat fast and it makes you think that your ideas are good and it's a really bad drug to do and you shouldn't do it it'll kill you those things will kill you if you want someone not to do something you got to tell them that it's good for them yeah i want to end Let's with a, a, f- a final confessions game okay this is a celebrity confessions game so, do I need to do impressions? I have some yeah, impressions. Not impressions, confessions. Oh, okay. You okay. don't need to do impressions unless you want to. You can answer in an impression. Um, right. But I just have a couple of celebrity confessions. I'm going to read the, their quote, and then you have to guess who said it. And there, it's multiple choice. Okay. This sounds so fun. So you can guess who it is. I'm ready to play this How game. How good are you with celebrities? I'm really good with celebrities. You okay. know, uh, me and um, you know me and Jessica Simpson hang out a lot, and. Uh, I'm really good friends with Mark McGrath. Wow. She's and, one of the uh, um, Northwest choices on here. So. Oh, okay, cool. So maybe you'll, who knows? Well, All lay right. it on me. Question one. Okay, this is a quote. I forget to flush the toilet. Friends will tell me, redacted name, you totally pinched a loaf in my toilet and didn't flush. So who confessed this? A, Lindsay Lohan, B, Megan Fox, or C, David Schwimmer? Megan Fox. That is correct. Yes. Did you know that? Just I listened to, you know, the quote and I thought, you know, who in Hollywood is that into shit and poo-poo and caca? And oh, uh, of that list, I, I thought, Lindsay Lohan, obviously too high class for that. <laughs> so we got to strike her right off. She would never deign mm-hmm. uh, to get that scatological. And um, David Schwimmer... Um, sort of a similar case. David Schwimmer, I see David Schwimmer sipping hot tea and reading like The New Yorker on like a Kindle Oasis. <laughs> so like that's what he's doing. And Megan Fox, I imagine Megan Fox just snapping off a big old turd. Sure. <laughs> Megan Fox is the most turd friendly. She of is, those. I suppose. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so you got one right, one point. All right, one point. Next quote. Um, I don't brush my teeth. No, really, I just use Listerine, and sometimes I'll use my sweater. Who's, who confesses? A, Jeff Bridges, B, Jessica Simpson, or C, Donald Duck? It sounds like Donald Duck because <laughs> I know Donald Duck, you know, is an alcoholic and lives in a dry county, <laughs> and that Listerine is kind of the only way he can get off. You know, after 9 p.m. He does wear a sweater. He does wear a sweater. And who was the first one again? Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Well, Jeff Bridges, you know, is a photographer, and uh, he's mealy-mouthed. You know, mm -hmm. this is every Jeff Bridges movie now. He's like, That's what Jeff Bridges sounds like now. So that to me sounds like someone with gingivitis, with gum problems, <laughs> receding gums and, and bleeding gums and um, jagged snaggle teeth and um, stains and, and, and infection. That sounds, when, the amount of difficulty he has speaking when he's playing Rooster Cockburn in True Grit, I would say, you need to wash your mouth out. So it could be that guy. Let's say B, Jessica Simpson. That is correct. Okay. Oh, you're killing wow. this game. Here's another. I, uh, this is a quote. I snorted my father. He was cremated, and I couldn't resist grinding him up, grinding him up with a little bit of blow. My dad wouldn't have cared. A. Keith Richards. B. Charlie Sheen. C. Rilo Ken. You mean Kylo Ren? Kylo Ren. What did I say? Rilo Ken. <laughs> Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. <laughs> well, Keith Richards. I think he would inject or fuck remains. You know what I mean? So you're answering B. So I'm answering B. It is a Keith Richards. It's Keith Richards. It is. No, it's not. That's his quote. He said that. <sighs> I thought Charlie Sheen would do something like that. Because Charlie probably Sheen would do something like that. Is a trickster. He's like Charlie Sheen is like Salacious Crumb from Return of the <laughs> Jedi. That's like the little bird evil puppet man who's like <laughs> who sits on like Jabba's knee. That's who Charlie Sheen is. Is like a little party animal. Yeah, he like is part of little He, he would do something like that. So he, I imagine so, he would definitely snort remains. I a, thought Keith Richards would be a little chiller about it, it's you know? a good guess, but it was incorrect. Um, okay, final question. Okay. Here's the quote. I wake up every morning at like six, at like seven or eight because I think that there is a bad story about me and I have to check. My worst fear is waking up and finding something bad about me on the internet. Who confesses? A, Kylie Jenner, B, Selena Gomez, or C, The Hamburglar? Okay, well, Kylie Jenner is, she's the one that's, like, not natural, right? Because, like, Kendall is, like, I'm all natural, baby. I don't think any of them are natural. I'm, like, chill. <laughs> Kendall is, like, Kendall is, like, more grounded and down to earth. Kylie is, like. Is that how you would describe her? <laughs> yeah, Kylie is, like, the Joker. You know what I mean? Hmm. And Kendall is, like. Not even a Batman character, just like chill, just like I'm over here. So chill, supermodel chill. Yeah, exactly. You know, she, so she eats pizza here. She eats pizza. She sings, right? Doesn't she sing? Does she? I don't know. I Maybe. don't know if she does. I don't care. I don't give a shit. But <laughs> so I don't think it's Kylie. Um, who are the other ones? Uh, B. Selena Gomez or Selena C. Gomez. The Hamburglar. I don't think the Hamburglar is that vain, or else he'd take the mask off. Hmm. Mask off. Fucking mask off. Lost them. <laughs> mask off. Fucking mask off. You um, have managed to do impressions in every. I try. It's very good. Um, and then who was the other person? B. Selena Anion, Gomez. And Selena Gomez. Mm -hmm. I bet it's Selena Gomez. It's Kylie Jenner. It's right? Kylie. So you got two out of four. Should be worried. Fifty percent. That is an F. So I'm wow. sorry, but you failed. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, it's like can't live up to that standard i just can't but that's okay because you got a tattoo and we got a, heard a great story um and thank you so much for get, coming on the podcast i was so this was very nice thank you for having me on your podcast yeah i'm glad I, we got to hear a little bit about you where can people find you you can come to my show in highland park los angeles california every wednesday at 9 9 30 ish it's 9 30 called rod stewart live it's a fun it's show a, it's a fun you've done the show have you done the show? I have. Yeah. You've done the it's show. Good, good, fun show. It's a fun show. We've been doing it for 14 years. I'm really excited to get it started. Years? Yeah, 14 years. Wow. We've been 
We're all in our 50s. Oh. We've been doing the show for 40. <laughs> no, I misspoke. 41 years. <laughs> and um, I'm so excited to get the new season started of it again. Um, so that's every Wednesday at La Quivita in Highland Park, Little Cave. Cool. Yeah. So that's where you can see me. And then- Are you on Twitter? I'm on Twitter at Shrimp Jadge. Shrimp Jadge. Shrimp J-A-J. Um, and- I'm on Twitter a little bit, but Twitter is also like the tool where the evil president makes everyone mad, so I don't like it. Mm, so I don't really get on Twitter very much other than to check it and look at everyone screaming, and then I turn away from it again. So but please scream Instagram. at Instagram. Josh. Yeah, scream Instagram. at him on Twitter and then Instagram. Get up on my Instagram if you want to see Final Fantasy VII screenshots, pictures of my beautiful fiance, and... Uh, comedy stuff. Check out my Instagram. Same shrimp jazz. Shrimp jazz at shrimp jazz on Instagram. Trump impressions and interesting stories and uh, promotions. A lot of I promote a lot of products on my website. Love it. All right. Mm-hmm. Find him there. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so That's much.